The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, and you're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want, you can give me a call. All you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. It'll be fun. And uh, we got one caller waiting. And uh, let's see, today is, did I get the date already? Today is November 6, 2023 for the podcasters. We are working on stuff on... Um, on video. But we've got a lot of stuff we're going to be working, trying to do some uh, video work, and so we'll be changing a couple things, but uh, we're working on stuff, behind-the-scenes things, so just giving you guys a heads-up on that, and um, we'll be asking people to take a look at things and tell us what they think about certain versions of stuff and stuff like that. So anyway, hope you guys uh, hope you guys can um, hear me okay at every place. Uh, that's good there. And if you want to watch on Rumble, you can go to rumble.com forward slash Matt Slick Live. You can do that. And also, we are broadcasting live on uh, Clubhouse. And just look at it from Matt Slick Live. You can get in there as well. That we should be working. Whoops. There we go. Now it should be working in there. All right. Because I got everything going. Think, let me know that it's working. So there you go. I had a good weekend. Busy. And uh, except on Sundays. On Sundays, I just relax, and I watch a lot of TV, because that's my relaxing time. That's what I did, and uh, enjoyed that. And then, you know, I got so much to do, I almost don't look forward to Sundays, because, because uh, you know, I just want to, I, I, I want to work, but I got I to gotta rest. So, you know, it's like, oh, hurry up, Sunday. Isn't that weird? And uh, we went to church. My wife and I went to church this Sunday. Praise God. First, first time she'd been in a long time. And um, we're sitting there, and during the sermon, this is like, I got a kick out of this. During the sermon, uh, the uh, the pastor was reading a quote, something. What was it? The, what was that about? Caught me off guard. And um, he, so there's like 500 people in the congregation, and uh, he's just you know preaching away, and he says, and uh, Matt Slick from Carm.org says, and he read me a quote from my website, and I'm sitting there, you know, and it was kind of funny. So that was nice. Uh, was unexpecting, uh, unexpected. So there you go. Um, okay, that's all right. that's okay. No problem. No biggie. All right. Well, hey, why don't you give me a call? Eight seven seven two zero seven two two. Seven six. Let's get to Aaron from Mississippi. Aaron, welcome. You are on the air. How are you doing? Okay. I just recently quit smoking. Good. And I was asking questions from. And I met. I found you through Mister Kit. Okay. All right. And I was wanting to ask questions like. Okay. Like, I know that smoking and vaping is a sin, but I'm well, trying not to necessarily. Those. Not necessarily. All right. So, the Bible doesn't say, thou shalt not smoke or thou shalt not vape. If you take the principle of not putting harmful stuff into your bodies, then 
then that principle, Coca-Cola would be sinful. So you see, it's not exactly a, a sin. Now, is it good for you? Well, no. You shouldn't do it because it's not good for you, that kind of things. Okay? So you can't just say it's a sin directly. All right, go ahead. Are you there? So, yeah, I'm here. It's just, okay. I didn't know. Because I've been trying to quit for a while since I have lung issues. I am on disability. I only have mm -hmm. one working lung that's oh. failing. And that my, 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 my goal is to get on the heart and lung transplant list. So I have to oh, quit wow. smoking cigarettes. I have to quit vaping. I have oh. to quit smoking weed so I can get on the heart and lung transplant list. The only problem is... They're saying I'm too healthy because I'm not on oxygen. Okay. Well, um, okay. I'm not a doctor. Can't comment on that. But as far as uh, stopping those, uh, you know, those things like smoking, drinking, and weed, uh, you definitely, you know, you should do that. You should stop them because they're not healthy for you. And if we want to say I mean, that... If you know it's harming you and you're willingly do those things that are harming you, then it could be a matter of sin. So and it's not a, yeah, exactly black I and white. Because, you know, is eating an ice cream bar good for you? Well, not necessarily. Well, is that sinful then because it's hurting you? Well, you see, and, and so we want to have freedom, but at the same time, we want to be responsible with what God has given us. And so, you know, smoking is definitely bad, bad for you. I don't understand why people do it. I mean, I understand, but I don't understand why they continue well, to do it. You know, it's because it's an addiction, and yes. it's hard to quit. And now, I quit that... smoking, I believe, in September. Okay. So, and vaping unfortunately helped me quit. I I can't say vaping helped me quit. God helped me quit. Jesus and well, God helped me quit because it yeah, wasn't God for them. Use, I could use different things. Thing. Yeah, you know, sometimes people go to, from smoking to vaping, then they quit. Okay, so uh, this kind of stuff is not in Scripture. Now, some may say, well, those things that you think are bad and you do them, then that would be sin. So I, I recommend people don't vape, don't smoke, don't smoke pot, don't smoke that stuff, don't do that stuff. It tends to control you. That's when it becomes sinful, when those things control you. And they're before you, I mean, they put themselves before your Lord and Savior. Then it's sinful. So can a, a uh, person, you know, can a person go out and have a cigarette? Yeah, he could. What if, what if you have an actor who's a Christian, goes on set, and his bad character, he's going to play a bad character, and the character's going to get what's coming to him at the end of the movie, or whatever it is, and he smokes a cigarette. On in that scene, is that a sin? I would say no, it's not, because he's showing how bad something is. See, just to say it, oh, it's always this, it's always that. Well, not necessarily. But I'm not saying, hey, it's okay to smoke, because it's not good for your body, and you should take care of your body so you can serve God longer, be around longer, and serve others longer. And that's it. And if you think it's wrong, then it is definitely wrong. And if these things have control over you, then that's a problem. Well, then you're in the area of sin. Well, I can quit anytime I want, but I never quit because I can't. Then you're in sin because you have something that's controlling you other than God. Okay? Okay. 
I mean, I haven't been vaping as much as I did yesterday. I've picked it up here and there because I asked God, not in my time, but in his time, Mm -hmm. I will quit because I can't quit cold turkey. I tried that with with cigarettes so many times, and I finally quit, thanks to God. And I'm actually healthier. I'm happier. I I, I feel better. But it's okay. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to quit vaping because I have a goal. I have a goal to quit. And normally, the only reason I would smoke weed was to help with my anorexia. I was having issues with an eating disorder. That was the reason why I was smoking weed. That one I can relate to. I used to have anorexia. It's rare among men. Yeah, I. Yeah, because I used to be, I used to be like in middle school and high school, I would stay in between 30 to sometimes 50 to sometimes 60 pounds. And right now I'm at a somewhat healthy weight. I'm at least 100, in between 124 pounds and 126 pounds. I'm four foot eight. So on, on a short person like me, I look pregnant. So I'm trying to lose weight to a healthy weight, like maybe 90 pounds, 90 to 100 pounds is okay. what a person my well, size uh, is supposed uh, to be at. Okay. Well, you know, my wife has a problem putting on weight, and so we're trying to get her to get on weight stuff because uh, she needs to put a few pounds on. She really does. She's just how she and her brothers are. They're all, it's a genetic thing. So she has to take protein powder with 8,000 cabillion calories in it to gain a pound or two. So, but yeah, um, the anorexia thing I can relate to. And when I was six feet tall at 19 years old, weighed 117 pounds. And now I weigh 100 pounds more than that. I broke it. I learned how to get that. It took 10 years, though. 10 years to break it. But so I understand. And this has to do with control, it has to do with habit, it has to do with conditioning. And so all these kinds of things are interrelated. And so the thing is to get control of it. And it takes, it, it, sometimes people can do it right away. My dad was a smoker in the service, and one day he just said, I'm done. And he put his cigarette pack away, and he never smoked again. He was able to do that. Not everybody can do that. So different people have different personalities with different issues, and I would say that you know it's bad. You know it's not good for you, particularly in your medical condition. So gradually work uh, to get rid of it, and you lean on the Lord and realize that at this point it has become a sinful issue because you want to control it, and it's controlling you. Now it's a sinful issue, and so uh, that's what addictions are. Now, there could be legitimate addictions, too. I know someone who's in pain constantly, not my wife, but someone else who's in constant pain and has to take uh, heavy-duty uh, pain pills. And she's kind of addicted, but it's a medical-based addiction that she's in with the doctors who know that she has to be on these things. It's in, So you see, it's just not that simple. So for you, you're wanting to quit because you know it's bad, so therefore... It's an issue of sin. Give it to I God. Mean, trust I him used to also smoke weed for pain. I'm sorry, what? Uh, I would get migraines. I would get really bad migraines because back in middle school and high school, I would pop pain pills like Tylenol, acetaminophen, uh, ibuprofen. Like, mm-hmm. I became a serious addict on pain pills and sometimes okay. sleeping pills. Okay. Yep. 
Well, you know, we there's lots of things that can get us addicted. TV, alcohol, um, all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's vaping, you know, science fiction movies. Not that I would ever be addicted to that. But there can be things that can get in your way of relationship with God. And when that happens and they're in, in your con, in controlling you, then it's an issue that you need to deal with. And uh, it's a, it becomes an issue of sin. Okay? All right there? All right? Okay, Aaron. Yeah. Got to get going. Well, okay? You. Okay. All okay. right, we'll talk to you later. Okay, God bless. All right, now let's see. Let's get on the air with Alan from Virginia. Alan, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. How you doing today? I'm doing okay. Hey, Busy as usual? Uh, <laughs> yes. Sure. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I always like asking that. It gets, it gets, it gets you riled up. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I'm busy. I've been working since I got up, and except for I took a half-hour break today, and then in 15 minutes i got to quit the show in order to do my three hours of demon doctor of ministry work, which I mean I might continue. I don't know. So, yeah, and, you know, and then i got to do a new newsletter, and then i got uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, just, I'm whining. Uh, is, 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 that, is that second part going to be on the radio, or is that like a... The whining? Somewhere else. <laughs> uh, what, what you said the, after this. Oh, the doctorate. I mean, I, I have to on Mondays. I have to be on a doctorate uh, program. I, I kind of accidentally got into it, and the doors open. I went through it, but I don't know if it's worth it because it's a four-year program, and I'm sixty, almost sixty-seven. And is it worth it for me? Because it's taking time away from the ministry. And I think I'm, I'm better off just writing and doing what I got to do for ministry work, and not worry about a degree. Hey, hold on, man. We got a uh, we got a break coming up, so hold on. Hey, folks. We'll be right back after these messages, please. Stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's see, the next longest waiting that I see is uh, Shabu. Welcome, Shabu. You're on the air. Hey, Mac. How are you? Doing all right. Hello? Hanging in there. So, yeah, hanging in there. So, what do you got? Hey. What is neo-Calvinism? Neo-Calvinism. What is that? It's, uh, neo-Calvinism is, um, it emphasizes the sovereignty of God in all aspects of uh, a Christian's life, society, medicine, politics, school, family and everything and it was actually it's not new it's uh, a couple hundred years old or 150 years old or so it was in the 1800s it started up so uh that's what it is and uh it also it kind of pushes the idea of the transformation of society as well okay uh, what is their view uh who is the new york calvinist who are they i just told i'm sorry what how many New York Calvinists uh, in the United States? I, I don't know. New York I have no idea how many there are. But you see, I, I agree with that. I agree with that that aspect. But I'm sure there's other areas of Neo Calvinism I'm not aware of that um, I might not agree with. So, uh, as far as I'm aware of, that's what it is. Okay. Okay. 
So what yeah. is the what is that theology? What is that theology? Anything Calvinist. new of the sovereignty of God? No, just just think of Calvinism plus the intentional sovereignty of God in all spheres of life: family, work, society, politics, entertainment, etc. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right. God bless. All right. That was Shabu. Let's get on with, uh, let's see. It looks like, let me get into Alan. I thought he was here a lot longer. Uh, Alan from Virginia. Welcome. You're on the air. Hey, thank you, Matt. Um, so So how much time do we have before the end of the show? Oh, about seven minutes. Okay. Okay. What are what are your top Christian apologists? Uh, Greg Bonson, John Frame. Those are the best, the two that I, I like. Okay. And on a different note, kind of, what are your top apologists for Roman Catholicism, Mormonism, Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, and Buddhism? I mean. What are the top, my top? I don't have my top for them. No, 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 no. I mean, like, what are the what? What would be kind of the the most recognizable, most educated apologists for those? I guess. Well, in Roman Catholicism, Trent Horn takes. Uh, you know, he's he's one. And uh, you mean inside of Catholicism or against Catholicism? Uh, four in this case. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to gather information of the top. Apologists in general. Okay. Yeah, Trent Horn would be one of them. I've got other books uh, from from. Uh, let's see. I've got my thing open. There's another name uh, that is pretty decent as far as intelligence goes, even though they're wrong. Uh, dealing with uh, Catholicism, and um, I'm looking for my section religions. I've got so many books, so let me just do this. Then I'll do this. Uh, my library, and then put Catholic, and then read some of the names. Uh, Trent Horn, I'm reading his book off and on, and uh, Carl Keating, I think, is one who's supposed to be good as far as defending Catholicism goes. And um, I think he's a Catholic, I believe so. So, yeah, now there's good people against Catholicism. Okay, but anyway, and what other mm-hmm. category? As far as Mormons go, I don't know of any good Mormon apologists who defend the Mormon faith. None. They just okay. really don't exist. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. What about Judaism? I don't know any good defenders of Judaism, either. I mean, they're, I'm sure they're out there, uh, but I just don't know of them. Mm-hmm. But I know a guy who who would know. So, uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at my my books. I have Kindle books. How many do I have? I have a lot. Seven, 576 books. So, uh, yeah, that's all, I can tell, that's all I can tell you. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Um, and uh, one, one last question. Do you have any plans to discuss or debate with any of these on the radio soon? No plans now. Nope, no plans. Why? What church do you go to? Uh, I don't go to a church at this moment. Well, if you did, where would you go? 
Are you Catholic or East Orthodox, Protestant or atheist or what? Um, I used to go to Protestant Baptist churches. Used to, okay. All right, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I've kind of shied away from debates lately because I'm so busy and it takes a long time to prep. But if it was a big name who wanted to debate a particular topic, I might be interested in, in setting some, uh, you know, a few weeks in advance kind of thing where I do study an hour a day in prep. Because the better apologists, I'm sorry, but just there are levels of apologists in different areas that are better. And uh, I would have to study their material more. And the more I study th- uh, them, I think the better the debate goes. Like when I studied and debated uh, the atheist... Um, I hate it when I, you know, it really bothers me that I'm bad with names. It just, it's just bad. Join uh, oh, join the club. Dan, I've, been, I've been terrible with it for so long. Yeah. Yeah, Dan Barker, <laughs> that's what it was, Dan Barker. And when I debated him, he's a well-known atheist. He's written several books and done lots of lectures. So I listened to his, some of his lectures and his debate and, and read some of his books, and I found stuff. And I used it in my debate against him, and he he was up against a wall. I was showing him stuff, and he said, "But you said this, but yet here, how can that be?" You know, and and uh, he was just backpedaling a lot. And so, out of that, I was able to develop really difficult questions for him to answer. And and he and he didn't, you know, it, it, that's how it went. But at any rate, um, so you know, now I don't know. It's just what it is. Okay. Okay. I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. Sure, no problem. Excuse me. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Let's get to next longest waiting is Anonymous 66. How are you doing? Welcome. You're on the air. Appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. Sure. I can barely hear you at all. Hello? Yes, there you go. All right. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Yes, I oh. hear you. Okay, hi. Hi. This is Anonymous 66 calling back. Okay. Okay, hi. I'm calling in reference to the lady that called, uh, the first one. Um, she, uh, I was diagnosed with lung cancer, and then in my left lung, and then later on in my right lung. I was broken glass nodules, so I tried to use the other word, but... Um, Please, if there's any way, no vaping, none of that stuff. Okay, I'm reaching out to you because I don't want you going through what I what I did. And I know the other health issues. I've been through it myself. Okay, there's, sorry, um, there's but, the music. We got to go. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Call okay. back tomorrow. Well, You'll have a full hour. You. I have to quit. You. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Thanks. Right. God bless. Well, thank you. And give your cat a hug. <laughs> okay. Um, folks, right, I'm out of here. I got a doctorate degree I have to work on on Mondays. So, talk to you tomorrow. God bless everybody. Bye. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, well, welcome back to the show. Let's get back to Jacob. Jacob, are you there? So with what you are saying, would you say that's one of the best arguments to use against the Roman Catholics when they say that Jesus is omnipresent in the Eucharist? No, because what they're saying is that the presence and the nature of Christ are distinct and distinguished from the essence of the Eucharistic uh, presence or wafer. 
so they'll say that the uh, the wafer here's what becomes inconsistent I'm trying to think you might have a better point in that I'm thinking uh, they say it's in with and under transubstantiation and the the confusion rests in the issue of of the blending of the the natures of the bread and the the body and I've heard and read where they say it is only retaining the appearance of bread and is no longer bread but has been transformed into it so its nature has changed so then they would say that this and this would not violate the laws of logic here but what they're saying is that the nature of the bread changes it retains the physical appearance but its nature is different and it's the nature of the body of Christ and so therefore when you take it you're taking the body of Christ so they wouldn't be violating uh, logical uh, category mistakes and stuff like that in that case but okay. wouldn't they be saying that the body is omnipresent because they're observing it all over the world but that's a problem and I've asked Catholics uh, is it not the case that a human bo body is by definition in one place at a time yes then how can Jesus body be ubiquitous and they say well it's just a mystery and what I'm doing is showing them just from what you're, you're getting at is that there's a problem when they say that the body of Christ is in multiple places and I've had them say well we don't know what God does in heaven so therefore it can happen and these are all arguments just from flat-out ignorance and so uh, there's that and plus I'll say well look um, did he actually drink did they actually drink the, the the blood of Christ yes before the crucifixion yes but you say that the sacrifice is the sac the Eucharist is a sacrifice body and blood of Christ right yes then how did it happen before the institution before the sacrifice that's a bit of a problem for them to, to work out and the other thing is well Leviticus 17 14 says that uh, Jews are not to drink the blood of any flesh so was Jesus breaking Levitical law by telling them to drink blood and they have a problem with that too they have their ways of, of trying to get out of it but their, their ways aren't very good they're not very sound logically anyway okay and if just uh, 22 20 when Jesus says the cup is the new covenant if they were consistent they would have to say that cup was literally the new covenant right now, that's a good point I never thought of that before that's a good point the cup now what they mean by it is the containing of the container of the cup the blood now what they do they take the wafer they dip it into the 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 wine and it's called intinction so that the wine is then infused into the wafer and when the priest lifts it up it's changed into the body and blood of Christ is no longer just uh, bread and wine but yeah it, it's the cup is what symbolizes I, there's a word for that it's a simile or something like that and that's what's going on and so when Jesus says I'm the door he's not literally a door just as this is the cup is not literally the cup or this specific cup that he's talking about okay and when they do that is it correct that they actually venerate the host it's correct that they do it it's sinful that they do it yeah. mm -hmm. so like they'll parade around the elements and stuff like that mm -hmm. and they'll face them and venerate them yes and it's called a monstrance m-o-n-s-t-r-a-n-c-e a monstrance they, they once the wafer has been transformed into the body of Christ it's actually Jesus now 
So they put it in a monstrance, and you can look up the word, you can see pictures of varying kinds. And it's like a sunburst of rays of gold coming out, and they'll put the round away from the middle. And then they will lift it up and they'll bow before it. And so this is idolatry. And they'll say, well, it's, it's a body of Christ. Well, it's not the body of Christ. And uh, then they'll parade it, like you said, uh, do various things. It's just another form of idolatry that they're doing. And they like to say that it's not a re-sacrifice, but it's propitiatory. It is a re-sacrifice. They say it isn't, but it is. And it's a propitiatory sacrifice. It cleanses uh, from sin. And a propitiatory sacrifice is a sacrifice. To say it's propitiatory... Um, they would have to redefine propitiation then because propitiation in the Bible is a sacrifice that turns away wrath and so that's what it means it doesn't mean it's potentially removed it means it actually is which is really interesting if you go to 1 John 2 2 propitiation for the whole world Ooh, what does that mean then everybody's going to go to heaven another side note so when they say it's propitiatory uh, then they have a problem and so let me see catholic org I mean karm.org um uh, Eucharist, because I've got the uh, quotes, Eucharist sacrifice. Let's see if I've got, I can find it really quickly. Mass sacrifice of Christ. And uh, so, yeah, they call it a sacrifice. The holy sacrifice of the Eucharist, paragraph uh, 1055. The Eucharist is also a sacrifice, paragraph 1365. There you go. It's a sacrifice. Okay. So they're basically saying that Jesus' sacrifice was not perfect. Because it has to be done over again. That's what they're saying, but they don't realize it. If you tell them they're saying that, they're going to say, that's not what we're saying. But it is. Because Jesus was so offered So it's basically self-refuting. Yes, right. But this is what like happens when you get to... There you go. You just took the words out of my mouth. This is what happens with false religions. They don't make sense. And then they it's called cognitive dissonance. And, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Okay, so thank good you. Good for you. Good for you, buddy. Keep up the good work, man. All right. Hey, okay, let's see. We've got, oh, we've got William from Dayton, Ohio, waiting a long time. Okay, Will, you are on the air, if you're there. Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, oh, doing radio. This is this is a very, very important question. Uh, okay. I've been dwelling within me here lately. And okay. Everything that's going on with worldly events, but uh, mm-hmm. so it says in the Bible for us to pray for our enemies, right? Yes, that means pray for and, Biden and to love our enemies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, so I believe Biden's if, an enemy of the people. I believe, yeah, I do. That's my opinion. Okay. So, what if they're just using that as a control mechanism to further their agenda? You know, and. To enslave the human race, you know, to if they they can use the Bible as a control mechanism. Of course, you see can. where I'm trying to get at. Like, sure, it was misused to, to justify your... slavery. It's been misused to justify uh, destruction of, of uh, people's rights, and it can be misused in many different ways. Just you know, that's that's true. Okay, so, so but think about that. Like, okay. If they're using the words in the Bible. Control mm-hmm. mechanism to further an agenda, mm-hmm. which could, and it's not even a, a question of it could. Eventually, you know, the human race is going to be totally enslaved. At what point do we draw the line and 
and fight. I can't repeat what I think on the air about that. Okay. Well, can you kind of sum it up to me that um that I could that we could you know use? That's why I tell people read the Declaration of Independence. Uh, in my opinion, the uh, the our government is no longer uh, has not been for quite a while working for the best interests of the people. That's not to say every person in power is corrupt, but um, the corruption is obvious. We have hypocrisy in the yeah. highest levels. We have uh, insider trading. We have the people raiding the treasury. They've opened up our borders. They have um, broken laws. They, go, like January 6th committee, they're going after people, trying to destroy people's lives for basically just what uh -huh. amounts to trespassing. Uh, they're going after everybody, looking for people. They want to denounce. They want to destroy anybody. It's it's uh, it's just the same kind of technique, uh, but with limits, uh, as um, uh, Stalinist Russia, in that they destroy their enemies. And so, um, good men. It, it actually it makes me feel bad to even to question the Bible, because you know I I want to pray for my enemies. I want to love my neighbor. You should. But they're think about this. But they're using, yes. but they're using that aspect to control us to further well, an agenda. Did. Yeah, Satan did the same thing. He would misuse scripture in order to get his agenda going. But look, we are to pray for uh, the enemies uh, of the gospel, and we, so that means uh, we pray for Biden and Pelosi, and and the Pope and things like that. We pray for them. Okay, now, hold on, we got to break. Okay. Yes, I know, not just that. Look at the world but, economic. Uh, hold on, we got a break, we got a break. Hold on, okay. Hey, folks, three open lines, want to give me a call? 877-207-2276. Be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Just want to let you know that we stay on the air by your support. And if you want to help out, all you got to do is go to carm.org forward slash donate. If you like what you hear, please support us because that's what we need in order to stay on the air. And if you don't like what uh, you hear, then pray for me. Okay. All right, let's get back on with Will from Dayton. Are you still there? I'm still here, brother. Okay. So, In light so basically, what, when is enough? When is enough enough? You know, I've that's I subjective. Have, I've drawn my line in the sand, mm -hmm. so to speak. It's subjective. You know, we we use violence when there's no other recourse. There are recourses. Uh, the idea of taking back what needs to be taken back uh, is a dangerous and a very serious issue. Uh, the, the government is working against the people and against the Constitution and is doing things that are wrong. The recourse is for us to vote and to protest and to raise our uh, ire so that they can be heard and do this consistently. We need to do this. That's what needs to happen. And that's how, as Christians, we should be praying, and then we should be getting people in office uh, on the local level and the great level. And then we should be demanding the legitimacy of our elections. 
because personally, I don't trust them anymore. I'm a, I don't know. I, I don't I'm trying to, I, I've lost my, my faith in the elections. Uh, I just have. And I believe COVID was used as a control marker. Uh, I mean, at first, I think it was legit. It was had some problems. I mean, I was wearing masks. We didn't know what was going on. I, I get that, and I grant that. That's not a problem. But after a while, it became obvious. I agree obvious. with that. Yeah. After a while, it became obvious. This is uh, now they're just using for control. In fact, uh, well, I'm getting into some stuff. I've written like 30 articles on COVID and masks research and things like that. And um, I, I will never take that COVID vaccine personally. You and me both. Yeah, I, I, it's a matter but of self-defense. You, but, you see, but you see what you see where this is heading. Like if if they start yeah. ushering mm-hmm. the digital currency in, mm-hmm. you know, we're, right we're now we're we're sheep we're sheep in the pasture. Uh-huh. If they That's start right. ushering in the digital currency and whatever comes with that, we're getting further and further closer oh, to the slaughterhouse. Absolutely. See, what's going to happen is that they'll. The, the goal would be to be in control. They don't want to destroy everybody. You know, the, the powers that be. They don't want to have anarchy in their hands and people dying in the streets. They want to have uh, control, and so they're going to be gradually moving things. And if they can get control of the digital currency, and as we already know, now the government, the banks are supposed to report transactions of six hundred dollars or more to the federal government. Now the federal government's telling us, uh, watching watching uh, over our shoulder what we spend our money on these little things like this and then you get used to it and then they'll just move it down to 500 or 400 or any transactions now are to be judged by uh, what the government allows and doesn't allow are you allowed to buy bullets you allowed to buy guns you're allowed to buy uh, extra food oh you're storing up extra food we've noticed that your grocery bill has been uh, increased at, at uh, an, a, you know, an unnecessary level. Why are you doing this? Are you a white supremacist because you're storing up food, getting ready to, to raid uh, uh, or fight back? Is that what you're doing? They can accuse you of all kinds of stuff. And this you're is right. you know, one of the issues. Uh, I got, hey, look, dude, let me tell you. I know indirectly, I'll just leave it that way, that uh, there are uh, trucks that are being developed that they can drive down the street and just aim a, 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 a heat kind of a sensor gun at your home. They can tell where everybody is and what weapons you have in the house. That's Get wonderful. Oh, yeah. I, they can tap into your uh, wireless. They can tap into your, uh, your your Internet. They can do all this kind of stuff. They can tell you exactly where, where people are in your house by looking at it. And this has been around for a long time. So I'm just... I'm to the point to where, you know, I, I, I hate to question the word, but they're using that against them. They're using that as a control mechanism to advance mm-hmm. their agenda. Yeah, a lot of them are. And, you know, when uh, when you hear a politician say Jesus would, would support a pro-choice movement, you know, that's blasphemy. And they will use God's yeah. word because they are liars, deceivers, uh, cheats, and they serve their, their, their father, the devil. And so, as Christians, Absolutely. we need to be. It's, it's true. As Christians, we need to uh, stand against this. And the, and the primary way is by prayer. People think prayer doesn't do anything. Well, no, it does. You've got to be praying. If all the Christian churches praying for this country, it, God's going to raise up people. That's what He does, and He works uh, things to to change. We want conversions of people in government. I don't want them to go to hell. I don't want Biden to go to hell. I don't want Pelosi to go to hell. I don't trust either one of them. Period. I think so, they're hypocrites so and liars. Gotta, but I don't want them to go to hell. I want them to be saved. 
think about what you were saying though these this equipment that they have that can monitor and they get a lot more than see that. where the heat is within the home that's that's our own brothers and sisters though. yep they could take a laser that you can't see put it on your window and they could hear what you're saying they can uh, watch the vibrations of the voice that hits a light source like you have a light bulb in a, in a lampshade whatever in your your office and there's a window what they can do is uh, aim a, a beam of some sort upon the window and look at the light and your voice causes air pressure to hit the uh, the light bulb which causes a slight super light flicker you can't see it but they can pick it up and they can help uh, it helps discern what you're saying at great distance why would they have something like that why would our government have something like that against its own people does that make any sense well they would initially want to do this in order to uh, root out the enemy you know across you, know, you could turn it on at an embassy across the street you know a different embassy and you can do it well it's never supposed to be used on the people we've heard that my mom and dad said something very interesting they told me to my face income tax was uh, specifically developed for World War II to help fund the war effort and they were specifically told it's only for the duration of the war they both told me this my dad served in World War II my mom helped build uh, B-17 uh, wings uh, as a woman in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the factories they told me what was going on they said it was supposed to only be for the war they never repealed it the government gives it, it will say one thing and then very frequently do another. This is why it's important to have godly men and women, Christian men and women in office. Oh, no, church separates the church and state. No, what that means is that the state is not to tell you what religion to practice. It doesn't mean you can't have Christians in office who believe in the sufficiency of Scripture and the authority of God to whom they have to answer and so they won't take bribes. This is what we have. Then we're getting what we deserve in this country. Because I mean, look at it. LGBTQ is now indoctrinated and, and passes law as being acceptable. And if you don't agree with it, you can be uh, fined. Uh, pronoun crap with the issue. You don't use someone's pronouns according to what they want. You can be fined or jailed or lose your job or canceled. Whatever different levels of this that's going out there. Or abortion, the killing of the unborn. These are all instantiated as laws, or becoming more laws. Uh, the stuff about the pronoun thing I've heard more about recently. These things are becoming laws, and some are laws, which means our, our government is officiating in the practice of sin and rebellion against God. Now, what's the battle? The battle is a spiritual battle, Ephesians 6.12. We as Christians, we have the, the Lord God on our side. The gates of hell will not prevail against a church, Matthew 16.18. That means when we go kick the gates down, they're not going to stand. Eventually, they're going to fall. But what Christians now do is say, there's a gate of hell. So let's run, take cover. Gates don't do anything. We are the ones who are on the offense of God. Says, Jesus says, go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. He sent them out. He's even said, buy a sword, Luke 24, 36. It's not for the purpose of being aggressive. It's for defense. We have the right of defense. Yeah. And we can use the laws in a defensive means. And we should be saying to the politicians, get these people out of uh, jails who've been in there without trial, without due process, who uh, January 6th stuff, who just trespassed. 
get them out and yet these guys like that one guy I forgot his name whatever his name is who instigated the breaking of the laws he there's nothing happening to him why because he's with the left so when the people in control are the ones who can raid the treasury set the laws and they're the ones who can say who gets punished not gets punished that's where you get corruption and the only way to prevent that is to have godly men and women in place and we don't have them our country's lost okay well, it sounds like to me is, in essence, we're creating our own prison state. Humanity yes, we are. is allowing this to happen. We, mm-hmm. we, at some point, you see what I'm saying? At some point, oh, yeah. we have to, we can't let that control our faith. We have to intervene. To. Or we God should. has to intervene. That's right. You pray for, you pray for the what? salvation of the enemies of this country and of the Christian faith, like Biden and uh, Pelosi and others. You pray for them. Kamala Harris, uh, you pray for them. You pray for their salvation. I have prayed for them. And we need to continue to pray for them. Okay, and pray for them as much as I should. It's not just here in our own country. This is is a global thing. Absolutely. See, the United States is practicing censorship through its pressuring of uh, private uh, corporations. Criminals are getting out under the name of equity. We tried equity, or not we. Equity has been tried. It's called, it was called Marxism. Everybody's equal, the equal outcome, and it led to the death of uh, millions upon millions and millions and millions of people. Uh, the United States is in really bad debt, and it's getting worse. There's the funding of the, of the police, which increases uh, the rise of, of uh, criminal activity. There's the, what's called democide, the intentional killing of the RNM people. That's happened a lot. The elections, the people, more and more people don't trust the elections. The FBI is weaponized. I don't the trust. IRS is being weaponized. The leaders apparently are hypocrites. You know, it's pretty obvious. They say wear masks and then they don't wear masks. They say get rid of your guns and they hire police protection. They say don't drive uh, carbon emitting uh, vehicles and they take private jets. There's money laundering going through Ukraine. Uh, open borders against the laws. Uh, that means that they don't care about the people of this country. Oppressive practices, like I said, so sixteen dollars in transactions. Schools are indoctrination areas for, idol- for idolatry, uh, ideology, activism, and protests against the status quo in our constitution. This is what's going on. Christians should wake up. What can we do? I'll tell you what we can do. All the pastors, real pastors, not the women pastors, because they're false pastors. Women shouldn't be in office of in a past pulpit. But they can certainly be prayer warriors, that's for sure. And the men need to start teaching in the pulpit what needs to be done, not every day, you know, every Sunday, but this needs to be on the forefront, and all pastors across America and across the world should start praying. Number one, you start praying, and you ask God to take care of this, and you ask him to use you, and pray for the conversion of the people in office. Pray that God would raise up godly people to replace the evil ones. You ask God to do this. We don't raise a hand to hurt anybody. We vote. We do whatever we can the best way we can. And that's how it's supposed to be done. And Christians need to start voting and doing other stuff. In fact, I've got almost out of time. Let me just throw this out really fast. Wouldn't it be great if, on, let's say, pick a day like September 1st through the entire month, that what happened is everybody with the letter last name starts with A showed up at a capital with signs protesting one or constitution back one or state back and then the next day letter with b letter with c everyone did it all over the united states at the same time guarantee you'll get in the news we need to start doing this kind of stuff like this and be organized that's what we need to do as christians and we're out of time call back tomorrow 
we got to talk more about this stuff. Sorry, we're out of time. And Curtis from South Carolina, I want to hear what you had to say about this. I want you to call back tomorrow, too. Please, Curtis, we're out of time. The Lord bless you all. By His grace, we'll be back on the air tomorrow. I teach a Bible study tonight, so hey, God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network.